Welcome guys, you're listening to Recaps on the Run. My name is Cher. I'm Andrew. I hope you guys are ready to run with us. We're just about to kick off and share our latest reactions, speculations, thoughts, and ideas of one of our favorite TV shows. Thanks for joining us. Let's get started. Hey everyone, you're listening to Recaps on the Run. Back on our favorite trail. Pretty sunny today. A little breezy in some, or a little windy in some spots, but... Yeah, I think just below 70 degrees probably. Pretty good weather for running. We've actually been hitting the trail for a little bit now. Just about to kick off our recap. <laughs> we haven't actually ran a great distance. In a few weeks. A few weeks. <laughs> we did our hike last week, but yeah, we're, we're back been, to running, working on our fitness. Yeah, we've been binge watching our favorite, our favorite current show, Mr. Robot. Yes, our favorite show on the air right now. So... For this podcast, we're actually going to be recapping the first five episodes of Mr. Robot Season 2. So if you haven't watched the first five episodes yet, turn this off because we don't want to spoil anything for I the mean, you, could, you could keep it on. <laughs> you, you can keep it on if you want a quick recap. And yeah, if you, if you guys haven't started watching Mr. Robot yet, go watch the first season, listen to oh, our first podcast. Highly recommend. We did a whole... Was our last recap the whole season? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, listen to our whole season one recap of Mr. Robot. But anyways, let's jump into it. So we start off season two, and it's all pretty weirdly numbered, so we don't want to confuse you guys. The first two episodes that were released, actually they didn't even count as episodes. They called it uh, season 2.0, and there was a 2.0A and then a 2.0B. So just a little bit tricky when you're looking at the episode numbers. But those first two episodes were called Unmasked. Man, I was so confused. I don't know <laughs> what the heck was going both. on. You I felt Elliot. like it was a whole new series or something. Oh my goodness. Oh. Sorry guys for that quick interruption <laughs> two minutes in. I tried to snap a picture of a deer that was less than five feet away. And of course I missed the shot, so... We'll be able to post it on our Twitter. But anyways, we were just about to kick off season two. And Andrew was saying how confused he was because just for the listeners, we basically wake up with Elliot three days after the aftermath of 5-9. So the brutal takedown of E4. And what were you thinking, Andrew? You know what? The whole entire first episode, our first two episodes... I didn't know anything. <laughs> I didn't even in the the second half episode or Elliot was in like half of like five minutes of the whole episode and I just wanted to see figure out what was going on. I'm so, so confused. I just wanted more. I completely agree in my notes I wrote. So many questions, zero answers. I mean, he wakes up, he doesn't know what happened with Tyrell, he's getting flashbacks. You know, he's living this new life, yeah. So long ago, was that when he woke up in the truck, right? Yes, in Tyrell's (laughs) car, in the parking lot. And yeah, the whole time I was thinking about what you were telling me last podcast was, is Elliot Tyrell? (laughs) He can't be though, because Tyrell's videos, his pictures everywhere in the news, so he does exist. Everything's been pinned on him. Unless if Elliot doesn't exist. He's gay, but oh my gosh, <laughs> don't freak me out. Because he already has me questioning, do we exist? The way he talks to everyone off screen. 
when he, because he started with Krista in that very first episode where he said, I'm not going to tell you yet, my friend. I don't know how much I trust you after what happened. So, totally mind messing with you, um, those episodes. But yeah, back to Elliot. He's living this life, moved back in with his mom, someone that I thought he despised, or at least didn't like very much, but we find out it's because he's back to this routine, writing in his journal, going to church groups, off the, off the drugs and on medication, all to prevent himself from seeing his dead father. Which, uh, he's, he's meeting up with his friend Leon, it's a very structured day, you know, just the way yeah, he, he has shot. his routine ready, uh, writing in this journal every, every day, getting, and you know it's not gonna last. I was hoping it wouldn't last those first two episodes, because he's just, it's like when you know someone has potential, they're not where they need to be. He needs to be plugged in, he needs to be in the computer. So, I was concerned about his plight, he doesn't want to see yeah, his dad. I was worried we wouldn't see his dad, Mr. Robot, either, for a while. I couldn't wait for him to come back. He's obviously part of Elliot's psyche, a disassociative personality. They're very different. As we know, and but equally at war. Yeah, jumping a little further into the episode. Yeah, they do the chess battle. Yes, and they're both getting stalemates, so they're they're equally part of equally part of him. Yeah, I think that was what they're calling episode two of season two, which is basically the fourth show of the season in it one. Yeah, so that was a good play when they're playing for existence. Really interesting, yeah, but you know, back to Elliot. These first five episodes he was really struggling a lot. Didn't want to make friends. Didn't want to open himself up. He was very lost and confused and I think basically by the end of episode five I feel like he's come to grips. He's now in front of a computer again. He's accepted what he can't escape. What are, what are you thinking about that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, just when well, we finished the last episodes where he's finally getting back into the where he belongs, the computer, where he belongs. But even finding about another web that other guy's website, but we'll get into that later. Exactly. So I think Elliot, that first those first five episodes were a struggle. I mean, my words, if we had recap that every episode was impatience. I was getting so impatient, like, get on with it, Elliot. Get out of your head. You got things to do. People to save. Wait. The world to change. Yeah, I felt like... Oh, go ahead. No, I'm done. <laughs> I wanted him to get out of his I, mom's house. I, I was feeling like Elliot's move, story was moving so slow, but everything else was moving so fast. There's so many deaths. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Let's jump to a uh, big question mark, which I think everyone started the season off with is what happened to Tyrell? Tyrell's been missing for weeks. You know, his crazy wife, Johanna, seemingly moved on with a bartender that she loves who makes no money. I kept feeling like, what did I miss last season? <laughs> it jumped so, like, so far ahead. Yeah. Not so far oh. ahead. The baby's still a baby. But that whole storyline is very curious as well. I mean, she's obviously hiding something. Oh, can I ask you? Yes. How did she get so much in shape right after a baby? Because <laughs> she's amazing. She's crazy amazing psychopath, basically. Yeah. I think she's very dangerous, as we knew from season one. 
she has an ulterior motive. I was worried when she went to Scott Knowles. I thought for sure she was going to murder him in his house because basically Ecor's not paying out her husband's severance package and she went to confront chief tech officer. So I thought, she, I thought he was dead for sure. Well, yeah, we don't really know much about her besides she, she's scheming and she tries to use her... I think her beauty helps her. Well, yeah. I, she, so I thought she was going to use that. So, uh, I don't really... I have no idea what her motive is. <laughs> That's she, what I'm saying. Yeah, she's a mystery. Do you think she loves that bartender guy? No. <laughs> that whole... Even the whole bedroom scene when he went into punching her. I mean, my husband was like, what the heck are you watching? She totally didn't understand. I'm like, oh, Mr. Robot, don't worry about it. It's just Mr. Robot. So yeah, she's still into her kinks. That hasn't subsided with the baby. She still has I don't, security. I still don't know what that security is about. Well, now we know that he answers to the missus. He carries out her dirty work. He's very much an agent in black for her. Yeah, she he killed that. Um, I'm not sure exactly what he was. I mean, he's the parking lot. So back to the parking lot where Elliot woke up after three days in Tyrell's car. He said, you've been in there for three days. He's obviously hiding something. He's extorting Johanna for money because even the agent said, we don't have enough money to pay this guy off. And even in the last episode, the one we watched, episode five, when he said, why are we doing all this to protect a skinny kid in a hoodie? Obviously, they have something on yeah. Elliot. I don't know. I would think it might be Tyrell's body or whatever happened to him, but I don't understand how that could be because when she gets a call on the phone, she keeps thinking it's Tyrell. So let's talk about her gifts that she's getting. What do you let's think? See, there was the cell phone. The baby rattle. The baby rattle. People are calling one. her. I don't know, Cher. <laughs> That's why it's, it's hard to... Well, you have to have a guess. Is it Elliot? I mean, every time her phone is ringing, Elliot's over on that landline in the red rotary phone for those who've never seen one before. I think it's Tyrell. That's what I've been thinking. I don't... But why would he disappear be a scapegoat for how many weeks? Not see his baby. He sends a music box. He sends a baby rattle. It means something. Do you think... Joanna just wants her money, or do you think she really misses him? I think they're a union, even though she said stuff after she got the baby that she doesn't want to be with him. I think she really loved him. I think, I think she's loyal. Some kind of cahoots, and she's trusting that whatever plan he's pulling off, something's gonna happen. See, but this is where it comes back to the motive of I have no idea what you want. She pretty much said that thing, the same stuff to that. Um, her, her current boyfriend fling. The broke guy that, she said yeah. she loved him. I, but he can't give her money. So, yeah. I, so he must, she, if she doesn't love him, then she's using him for an alibi. Or for something. I think she's very smart. She's putting pieces in place. And she's even said only a few more weeks. Every Everyone will get what they need. The reward. To me, it's a time game. She's just putting things in place. She knows the FBI is watching her. So I think she's a huge player in the game. I just don't know what game she's playing yet. All right, and then so we'll take a quick break. Listen yeah. to some of our our sponsors here. <laughs> some of our commercials, and we'll be right back, guys.
You guys are listening to Recaps on the Run with Sharon Andrew. Just a quick reminder that we're really running. We're on a real trail, so forgive any background noise you might hear. You might be out of breath. There might be some wind breeze, some traffic, other other folks on the trail. So stick with it, and we'll get back to our program. Hey, guys, we're back. Talking about Mr. Robot Season 2, the first five episodes. And let's talk about... Elliot's ladies in his life, his sister, Darlene and Angela. But yes, I'm so glad he now remembers that Darlene is his sister. But yeah, we're, since we're talking about the aftermath of 5-9, she's basically on her own. She's being, a leader. Being the mastermind of F-Society, because Elliot is MIA and not mentally stable enough to help her with the fallout. But yeah, that first episode, she takes over a E4 exec's house. Pretty grand way. An awesome hack. Doing the... Setting up all the alarms. Playing, messing with the music, the TV, the temperature, the telephone. Yeah, like I said, if you have to be that digital in your life, you deserve to be hacked. Come on. Wait, come on. Don't... Set... Light your oven, get some heat. We got hackers listening to this podcast, yeah? (laughs) I'm just saying, I, I felt that... It was too cold of a life that I, I, I felt like it was okay. <laughs> it was okay that they made up their home base, so I don't know the girl. Cool. I don't know the girl yet, so I might change my mind later in the season, but for now, no love lost for me. Yeah, they moved from the arcade. Yes, but I do want to say that Darlene seems very unstable. She's crying in the bathroom. She's kind of at an odd. She's trying to be strong for the team. But we know that she suffers from panic attacks and she kind of needs her brother, her big brother. Is she, is she older? Do we know that? Yeah, Darlene's his little sister. She used to ride around the house. Oh. She's sing for Arajaka. Oh, okay. He taught her her first code. All these snippets. Yeah. So, she's leading off F-Society. We find out their plans are to continue the attack on Ecor. She masterminded Scott Knowles. Scott Knowles. To bring that five million dollars out into the open, I thought I was. Th- I thought for sure he would just distribute it. People would steal it from him. Five million dollars, cold hard cash. I mean, if I was in that crowd, I probably would have reached Scoop in for something up. Come for, on. I mean, one hand of <laughs> one little packet of it. But one G. Come on, one thousand, ten thousand dollars. You know, one hundred dollars. You know, I might have just stuck my hand into that fire. <laughs> so he but. sets it all on fire. What a five, statement. Oh. Five plus million dollars gone. Gone like that. More credibility lost for Ecor. And I was just mentioning during the break that it was interesting how Ecor shows the flip side for the aftermath for people who actually were paying their bills. Because we, you just automatically assume no debt, everyone's happy, no credit card bills. But it was so sad seeing that old lady in the bank saying, I paid all my bills, my mortgage is paid, what do you mean? I have savings. Yeah. And to have no record, we've we heard many times that the stipend is only $50 cash a day, which is crazy. So, note of warning, that's, that's what you can expect for a technical... Yeah. I mean, it, it might help all the people in debt, you're exactly. saying, but it screws over everybody who's playing by the rules or responsible with their money. Yeah, so... So, poor Darlene, she's trying to to take care of all that. And we also learned in, I think, episode three, the origin story of the arcade and F-Society and 
when Romero kind of told the story how it was a cursed location, everyone who's owned it has had bad luck. And what happens at later that episode, we find that he's dead. Don't know who killed him. You know, I probably I think it was probably Tyrell. <laughs> Way to steal my thunder for my oh, speculation. Dude, you had, you had some idea. All right, guys, let me explain what happened. So, we recorded this little segment of the girls in Elliot's life. And Ten minutes of yeah, recording. We lost it, so. <laughs> we're, this is our do-over, and Andrew's stealing my ideas in this do-over. <laughs> but it's okay. He can take whatever it is. So, we, we talked about Romero's death. Oh. He was the second of the season. It's getting windy over here, maybe. I just stopped in the non-windy part for a little bit. Yeah, he was the second death of the season, the first one being Gideon, rest uh, in peace. I feel so bad for Gideon. I, he was one of the he was one of the most innocent and nice characters in the whole series. I know, talk about playing by the rules. He cared about his company, he cared about his people, he just cared. He was a good guy. I, yeah, it was just really unfortunate for someone to come up to him in a bar and blow his brains out. Yeah, it even felt worse that the guy who shot him was... He knew Gideon wasn't really guilty or a bad person. He was just being one of those crazies, truthers. One of those people that try to further their agenda by hiding evidence or shutting Gideon up forever. Yeah, I just he's really a bad downward spiral spiral for Gideon from season one. He just really caring, cared about Elliot a lot, was mentoring Alangela, and I think even when he went to Elliot and said, help me, help me. He was so desperate and it was all for naught. So I, I mourn his passing. Me too. An unfortunate casualty. I was more beat up about him than Romero. Yeah, so, yeah. of course. I mean, not that Romero was... Well, I didn't care too much about Romero, but Gideon was one who was I, was, I was rooting for more. Maybe like second to Elliot even. Yeah. He was so, a good guy. Sad, sad way to, for him to go out, but... Back to Romero, we did talk a little bit about who else could kill him, even though Andrew said it could be Tyrell. You know, Elliot stepped to him, threatened him while he was Mr. Robot with a gun. You know, the Dark Army's out there. We know FBI's hot on their trail. We know Johanna's crazy as hell. So, more to come on whose demise, or who was responsible for Romero's demise. What? Yeah. Maybe, want to talk about Angela? Yeah, yeah, let's jump into Angela. So, we... <laughs> We had a pretty extensive conversation on Angela, just her transformation from season one. And I said, you know, it's almost like Caterpillar Butterfly. She's kind of grown into herself, a different version of herself, a more creepy, strange, Detached. robotic. Yes. I'm so sad. And even though she might be more well off professionally, more respect, she dresses better, her hair's put together nicely. She's just... She just learned how to put on the act better. She's, she's, yeah, she, I think the dude, I don't know his name, the CEO of Ecor, he's grooming her perfectly with these little tips and tricks. Making her heartless. To, making her heartless, how to take emotion out of things. Yeah, we saw she had that random hookup at the bar. Completely detached. She turned in those two guys after she had dinner with them, knowing that they were had families and grandchildren and she still ruined their lives. So I think I think he's showing her the ropes of how to be an executive at Ecorp. So really worrisome and sad for Angela. I really liked her in season one. What were you gonna say something about her dream, dream 
Elliot's dream sequence? Oh yeah, she was... Well... I was... I suspected that Elliot wanted to be with Angela. At least a little bit. Because they're childhood friends. Yeah, but now that... He had the dream of... Him ending up with Angela. Which was a nice dream sequence, by the way. It was nice. It was just... <laughs> it was just not... What we're used to seeing in the series. Exactly. Happy it was people smiling. And like music background. <laughs> I, and I was telling Andrew that I think the artistic direction is... It's, it's very jarring to get used to because it's not one method. I mean, sometimes it's low and dark and a little bit more subdued. And sometimes it's vibrant and lively and music by the Neptunes and a 70s swing. Oh. So it's very hard to point it into a niche. But I like that dream sequence. And the fact that he said, yes, I would want to fight for that future was very uplifting to me and gave me hope for Elliot it was to get out of his and depressed that, darkness yeah, that was when he was still figuring out if he was him or Mr. Robot the, his dad's subconscious exactly so I like that dream sequence yeah he he pictured himself ending up with Angela we'll see what's to happen as we but, know you know oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. one thing about Angela is I'm still depressed seeing her all the time <laughs> I mean, She's depressing, yeah. I mean, I understand that we should see her evolution into from her mousy, yeah, kind a, of a naive, maybe the top of a company or bringing down a company. But it's just uh, depressing seeing her slow evolution of it. I just, I want to see the end. I, I know, and I think she, like we talked about, she's like giving up her soul, her humanity, the toll it's taking on her, even her relationship with that lawyer female when she's like I'm not gonna do this she's like slowly transitioning and not for the better I mean it depends on what she wants in the life she has to focus on meditation focus doesn't seem like she's getting along very well with Darlene even with her and Elliot it felt very awkward when she saw him face to face their whole interaction where I think Elliot still cares about Angela that he doesn't want her to get in trouble but Angela now only cares about Angela for herself yeah Here's my not-so-bold prediction. I think she's gonna be the leader of E-Corp. What? Never! <laughs> and that, that dude's gonna end up dying somehow, and Angela's probably gonna have something to do with it. Uh, okay, props on that one, because I agree that old guy, who we talked about a little bit, he has a very... Dominant or... Not... Influential personality. Yeah. I mean, he's not, he doesn't have too big of a stature, not too loud of a voice. But there's something about his charisma that makes you feel like he knows what's going on. He's in control. He's, in He's control. not worried about anything. Nothing's phasing him. People dying, losing hella money, security breaches. He's just not tripping off of anything. Even Angela's threat to him outside of the building. Yeah, that she'll release stuff. I, and I think that's another power play on his move. I didn't get it at the time, but I think he's grooming her. Everything's a test. I think he wants to see how ruthless she's going to be. Because she even said, I'm not wrong. We told her to go home. So we'll see if she's threatening. There are whole dynamics, very iffy. I don't know if she wants some to seduce him or what's going on there. It's very odd mentorship. And she said, why me? And we could jump into a little bit because on the phone with the guy, I don't know his name, White Rose, he even said, he said, are you going to put all your chips into this girl? Are you really focused on this girl? Do you remember that? I, I don't even know. I'm not even sure. Go, go, continue, share. Maybe I'll, it'll... Jog your memory. Jog my memory. So they, had a, they were having a conversation 
about what's going to happen, what do they know. You know, it was very interesting to see that these two people have a relationship. We already saw at the end credits of season one that they knew each other. They were sitting in a room talking about Congo. So now they're talking on the phone, which makes it seem like more of a business relationship. And then at the time, he said, the white rose guy, I don't know his legit name. He said, why are you putting all of your, you know, eggs on this girl? We don't have time. And at the time, I automatically assumed it's Angela. But now I'm thinking, I don't know if they're talking about the FBI agent. Because there's this one girl also making waves. New character Dom. for season two, Dom. I love her redhead. But, I mean, she's not yet in the but she's another female. So let's chat about her a little bit because her insomniac, OCD, crazy, caffeine-fueled life. I'm really digging her. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's a great addition to the story. It's just so different seeing this. It's not what I'm used to seeing in this series. And even the... The FBI aspect of it? Yeah, even the... There was like a gunfight. Oh my gosh, yeah, that last uh, episode. That was crazy. That's what I'm saying. The, the season, the series just keeps you on your toes with everything they're introducing. I think she has a great ad. I think she's got, she's pulling at those little threads and she's going to unravel the whole damn thing. That's what I think. She's a smart cookie. She's even doing that just as a mid-level field agent, she called herself. She's smart. I like smart cookies. So I think she's going to be a game changer. It'll be interesting how she plays into everything. She talked about a love, lost love. Is that someone we've already missed? Ooh. Is that Tyrell? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Every, all roads point to Tyrell. <laughs> yeah, she's already connected with the White Rose. Yeah, he's very open to her. How could he be silly oh, enough? You know what? That was so... That was the scene where the White Rose made me so creeped out. Like, he was just smiling. Like, I, I can't... Just like Joanna, I can't figure out what he's, what he's up to. I think... I thought that was an emotional scene. Are you talking about in the closet? With the clocks and when he took her to see his wardrobe yeah. with dresses? I thought that was really emotional and it touched me. I thought that was... Great acting. I think to me, it showed me that he wishes he could be his authentic self, which is White Rose. But everything went to hell, security went down, and now he has to live this fake top of CEO security breach in China. And he has to live with someone that he's not comfortable being. And he told her he has a sister when it's quite easy for her to know he doesn't have a sister. So, Well, obviously that, that's himself. Because Obvious. that's his dresses there <laughs> yes and his obsession with time continues I think there's going to be more relationship dynamics in there we'll, we'll catch up and speculate on that on our last segment guys be right back you're listening to Recaps on the Run with Cher I'm Andrew we're taking a quick break to look over our notes but we want you to keep running and we'll get back to you right now hey guys we're back Talking about Mr. Robot, <laughs> season two, first five episodes in this recap. I just wanted to say, share about we're talking about Elliot's dreams, Elliot's dream sequence that we liked so much. But I wanted to mention the part that I liked the most about it was when he apologized to that guy, <laughs> Bob. Was it was his name Bob? Bob? I think his name's Bob. Man, I felt so bad for him when he insulted him in last season. And the guy I, with the with the cats, guys. This is the this is the um, Ecor, um, oh Steel Mountain guy. Se the security guy who Elliot wanted to talk to his boss or something. 
So we yes. have to get rid of them. That was such a happy moment it for me. It was happy, here. yes. Yeah, that, I agree. I that just, whole sequence was happy for me. I just wanted to bring that up. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, what you wanted to bring up? Okay, well, I wanted to bring up two. Back to Elliot. And I know you talk about the dream sequence, and I mentioned even the acting and the artistic direction is the whole time when he was trying to take post-taking Adderall. Adderall. Yes, that whole sequence when he's trying to get rid of his dad by staying up and getting super hot-wired and seeing him in more of a manic state versus his regular depression was another completely opposite acting moment and I gotta just commend them for that oatmeal eating scene when yeah. he <laughs> I had that up. I was gonna talk about that next <laughs> go ahead what were you talking that might be the most disgusting scene <laughs> I've seen in a in a show <laughs> not usually stuff doesn't make me gag <laughs> But they did such a good job with it. Super duper. Well done. I think even the dream when he thought he's being chased, he thought he was gagging on cement, being thrown down his windpipe yeah. and being suffocated. And to know it's all just a bad trip. He was gagging up all the medication. Fascinating. Yeah, the directors do such a good job. I'm, I'm not even sure what's real anymore. I, that's exactly what I'm getting at. I don't know who to trust. What to trust? I don't trust my eyes. I don't trust what I hear. I'm looking for little white rabbits among it all. So yeah, bravo on that oatmeal scene. So, and then, so I just wanted, wanted to throw that out there because I thought that was a really well done job. You want to talk about some of the dark army? Sure, yeah. So this is the last segment, we guys, we were talking about how, I wish I knew that CEO guy's name. I got to look it up. Um, but he, we find out that White Rose, and obviously we know that's the Dark Army, the leader of that, his code name, is actually in charge of E-Corp security in China. He's like the top level executive who's taking them through, showing them all the records, laying it all out on the table. So that just made me question, what's the end game? Like, if he wants, he, he was part of E-Corp going down and losing all the files. So I'm thinking... He must have a bigger stake in the game. Does he own the Bitcoin market? He's he's like double-crossing himself, which is fascinating. I'm really curious to see how that whole thing plays out. What were your thoughts on that whole relationship? Any yeah. thoughts, speculation? I'm, I'm still trying to figure out where my own thoughts are because I'm still confused with that. Dark Army, E-Corp stuff. I'm, I'm just getting used to... Elliot and Angela. <laughs> I, I just figured out their names pretty much. <laughs> Maybe Darlene. That's, that's the that's the um, trouble with binge watching like fifteen episodes in five days. But so, Dark Army is obviously China's hacker group, the biggest hacker group. White Rose is in charge of that. He's already met with yeah, Elliot. Yeah. He's obsessed with time, but he's also the head of security for China and Ecor. So I just think he's double crossing that other guy. He doesn't even know it. Maybe he does know it. And I think there's just I think a he's bigger just war going on. In charge of security so he can keep his real hacker identity a secret. That's uh, that's what I got from well, it. I, I agree too, because that's what Elliot was doing. He was IT security too, to be a hacker, to be an inside to man. Infiltrate uh E Core. Yeah, and where does Tyrell fit into everything? Sorry. Like I said, our roads pointing back to him. But that brings up a good point, because I was so curious on Angela. How the heck did she go from IT security to PR? Like, I just don't understand the jump. 
I don't know if that's part of the whole mentorship, but I was confused how she got that whole position. I don't even know if that's her background. So as we ended the last episode, her duties are going to be to drop something on the floor so that Elliot and Darlene could hack the FBI. What are you betting on? What are you thinking? Is she going to do it or not? She's going to... Uh, well... Hmm. Well, I kind of saw that preview for the next episode okay. this time. <laughs> okay. You know, I'm actually watching it on TV instead of the... On Demand? Yeah. So I'm seeing... Yeah, because On Demand doesn't have the previews on it. I got to fast forward the commercials now. But... She's... At, they're going to do whatever it takes. Angela... I'm pretty sure she's going to get in trouble somehow. But eventually, the... What's the CEO's name? I don't remember. I don't... <laughs> I think the this old is guy. Where, this I don't know his name Yeah, either. this is when she's going to get promoted to go higher up, closer to him. Maybe she's going to get her, her office like she asked for. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe she's going to start protecting them now. Who knows? Well, she's kind of protect. She's doing it for herself, but... Yeah, so I think I, I was. I'm glad we watched five episodes before we recap because so, some of those questions from the first two episodes are finally answered. We're starting to make connections. I think the big thing that we've now finally the moment came when Elliot finally got back in front of a terminal. I was like, thank goodness, get that keyboard in his hands. And the start of episode five, which is actually what they're calling episode, season two, episode three. He went into straight hacker mode. It was a very serious beginning. No music for the opening credits. All black and white. All I love probably all, good that I didn't understand. I love all opening of. credits. It, it feels like it gets me so pumped. Even if it's the loud music, which scared me that one <laughs> one time. There was some loud music with the title. It fits so well. Music yeah. directors, great job on the scoring. Even it's when it's excellent. quiet, it has me intrigued every time. Yeah, it, it's one of the best. Once I'm waiting for it, it's just like you, USA Network presents. Yeah, I never. I'm forward, ready for it. I never forward the opening credits, the opening scenes. That's so good. Uh, not that I do it with other episodes, but I might. I mean, other series, but I might. So, yeah, the last episode, he finally is helping out Ray. What's your whole thoughts on Ray? Well, it's still kind of odd seeing him because he's usually a comedic actor. Yeah, hot tub time machine. What <laughs> I remember him most from. <laughs> So, for him to be an intimidating guy who beats people to death. But is that his whole personality? Because he also talks to his dead wife and raises a dog. So, I think that whole lifestyle of Elliot, just to bring it full circle, because that's how we started off this podcast, it's so strange. I'm always questioning if Leon really exists. I was questioning if Ray really exists. Yeah. I don't know what's real, what's not real. But so far, he seems to be a real person. And really bad stuff in the dark web, deep web, using his tour server application. And and Elliot, we don't know if Elliot's gonna. Well, of course Elliot's gonna try to take him down somehow, right? He's a well, good guy. Well, that's who's gonna win, Mr. Robot or Elliot? Well, that's to be determined. I think as soon as we saw the tour site and all of the illegal, immoral stuff that Elliot saw, we knew ever since episode one he's against that. He destroys people. He cares about the people. He has a big heart. So I think Elliot's going to win, but we saw that last scene with him getting beat up. And back to all of his dream sequences, is that really happening? They've already fooled us how many times, Andrew? How many times have you been fooled by these directors? I, I don't even know. There's multiple times every <laughs> single episode. I'm, I'm fooled countless times, so I'm not getting invested that he's getting his butt beat up right now. 
I'm hoping it's a dream. I'm hoping he's imagining it. I don't get the rat tail that they threw on the floor. Can you explain the significance to me? Well, I assume because that's like a type of haircut people have. I assume that was with the other hacker. Came from the other hacker. The curly-haired hacker? Uh, that's what I assume. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh my goodness, I didn't even think about that. So they might have killed that guy who was helping Elliot. Because... <gasps> Okay, guys, we're stretching now. Yeah, we're just doing our cool down. I think we did pretty good. Almost five miles. Ugh. Yeah, definitely over four. So I was just curious about that last scene. I hope they didn't kill the big guy. We, we know that they met in a room. They know people are after them, but this is just turning out to be bigger. Bigger than just E4, which is hard to believe because that's pretty big. It's all the finances of the whole economy. Ugh. Any other thoughts last, last episode? Do you, think it, do you think that's really happening? You think he's really getting beat up? Yes. <laughs> I think so. Are they going to pull a Jesse Pinkman on him and force him to work for them and chain him to the floor and make him fix that server? I, I don't know. You know what? I don't even know, Cher. <laughs> you don't know? Jesse Pinkman. Well, you know how he was forced to work. Yes, Sorry, I know. It's a nod to Breaking Bad. If you guys haven't watched Breaking Bad, catch that series as well. Super awesome. Alright, so... Hard to know where this is going. It's it's gonna be hard for me because, like you're saying, I binge-watched the first 15 episodes of the whole series pretty much. and Now we're gonna hopefully be more in real time, guys. Get you recaps as the episode airs, as soon as it finishes. Being able to be more in-depth with our observations. I think one thing I want to note before we get to our final word is how deep I still find the season. Season 2 didn't start off with as much of a bang as I'd hoped. You know, I was really impatient some of those first few episodes, but it's finally picking up. I, but I do appreciate Leon being deep in some of the things he's saying about existence and dream what you want. And if Which you like Leon? It, his friend that he eats with all the time, oh. like he's deep. And I think, you know, Elliot's whole speech in that Christian group therapy around religion was spot on. If you believe him or not, it still gives you something to think about, about organized religion and the hit that people need of that faith. So. I still think there's super smart intellectual pieces in the series, and I'm still into it. What do you think? Ditto. <laughs> Thank you, Cher. Okay, did I articulate you, that well yeah, enough? Yeah, you just said it exactly how it was going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> okay, now I'll push it to you. What's your word? What would you say so far? Your rating the, on these first five episodes five? of season two. Season two. My rating? I don't have a rating. I just want Elliot. Can I just say, <laughs> I don't... I'm, I'm interested in Elliot and then... FBI agent storyline the most and I just want more I don't have enough Cher you don't have enough of a hit on that no. yeah I, I think if, if we had stopped the first few episodes my word would have definitely been impatient I was itching for Elliot to get in front of a computer now it seems he's in front of the computer my word is havoc I'm just hoping for havoc for F Society, I'm hoping for havoc whatever's going down with Ecor and the Dark Army and I'm waiting for stuff to just blow up and I'm digging that FBI agent too. I really like that redhead. I'm, I'm, I'm very intrigued and interested in what's going to happen to her. I want her to win, whatever winning means for her. But not if it means putting away Elliot. But yeah, so ditto for you, Andrew. Ditto. Thanks again for listening, guys. We're Recaps on the Run. As always, we appreciate your support and continued comments. Make sure you spread the words to your friends. Recaps on the Run. We're not going to stop running, guys. So we hope you keep going. You keep running. We'll keep recapping. Bye.